How do you mend a problem like Benjamin? It's the FPL Surgery Podcast. Welcome again, listeners. It's episode 110 of the FPL Surgery. We are recording on the 20th of November 2018. We are literally just finishing off the depressing international break. Uh, that has been quite exciting for all us England fans. Yeah, I've enjoyed ultimately, it. Ultimately, yeah, you've enjoyed it, but just, we just really want to play FPL, don't we? Yeah, we do. Yeah. yeah. How, how, have you, how have you dealt with By the way, welcome back, Iceman. Oh, thanks, buddy. Welcome back you've to you too. Talked ahead of your queue there, haven't you? <laughs> I tried to interrupt again. Ah, that's mm, a bit awkward, isn't sorry. it? No, welcome back. How have you, how have you dealt with the absence of FPL during the, uh, the international break? Yeah, I've quite enjoyed it this time for some reason. The international break before I've not really I've just wanted to get straight back into it but this one yeah I watched the friendly that we played in Wilson scoring Rooney playing England winning 2-1 against Croatia was nice because it rubbed it in Lovren's face what, what does a, a mathematical and a kind of IT mastermind do during the down periods? Um, You've been getting your hands dirty, I've, you? uh, Yes, I've knocked down my cupboard in my bedroom because I'm still doing some house maintenance. And uh, yes, my hands are actually really hurting because I didn't wear any gloves and I've got cuts and scrapes all over it. Good to see you getting your hands dirty then, Ice Man. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I actually had a spa break for a, a night during some, some leave in Champneys. That was lovely. I missed Brank Bruno by uh, one night, so I was gutted. I thought we were going to get to lift together, but clearly not. I think anyway, Bruno was at your spa, was he? Yeah, well, a day later. Yeah, I just missed him, so uh, I would have enjoyed that. But um, yeah. there we go. Should we talk about FBL? Yeah, why not? Might as well. We've got a great guest, friend of the pod. He's been with us before. We've got the FPL editor, Craig. He, like I say, he has been a regular. He's been in the top 20K five times in the last seven seasons, around the 4K mark on two of those. So real knowledge coming to the podcast today, head of creative content for fantasyfootballfix.com. Welcome back, Craig. Thanks for having me again, gents. Good to be back. Welcome back. And I've got to say that the commitment you've shown to making this work, how many rooms is it you walk through to get the perfect, <laughs> optimal recording spot? It was a few, wasn't it? Anything for the podcast, I heard you Absolutely. say. Absolutely. Um, how have things been going for you this season so far? Yeah, very good. A bit of a slow start. Building on things, a couple of green arrows in, in recent weeks, which is nice. Currently ranked around 190k. It's okay. Uh, I know a lot of the community have started very nicely this season. Uh, so a bit of catching up to do for me. Build a bit of team value, which is good. I've been, yes, been a little bit more aggressive with my transfer policy this season. Making transfers uh, ahead of time, uh, a little bit earlier in the week if I feel that it's uh, the necessary move. Been okay with that, not really been stung by it too much recently. I did actually make a, a hit for Martial a few weeks ago to try and bring in some money to bring back Mendy and Robertson, uh, and that seemed to pay off. So, yeah, I'm in an okay position. Uh, I would definitely have taken this position if you had said this was where I would be at at the start of the season. So, yeah, not too bad. Yeah, because you kind of, again, we're only sort of... Um, sort of 12 weeks into the season aren't we there's two thirds more to go over two thirds more to go and plenty of time to catch up you're in a good striking range there and no doubt you'll be have a few tricks up your sleeve as we go on so let's uh, let's go through the FPL headlines from this week then so the big one is how to fix the Mendy problem and the replacements reviewed uh, what players do we feel are worth a hit for this week 
battle of the 7.5 million striker. Is Martial able to continue his form? And will Ranieri make a difference at Fulham? Dilly ding, dilly dong. Oh, Let's see how he goes. It's good to have him back. Yeah, he's a great manager. Let's see how he goes. First of all, Iceman, let's see how we got on in our game week. So I'll come to you first of all. So we're going back a few weeks now. How did you do? Yeah, I think what I'll start with here is to actually say that I have gone up some places to uh, 19k overall. So I'm doing well. Hello. But my game week did not go well for me. So I had Robertson, I had TAA, and I knew TAA was a, a massive rotation risk. Trent Alexander-Arnold, if you didn't know who TAA was. Uh, not just for this game, but going forward, I knew that he was a rotation risk. So I was carrying two frees, and I had nothing I wanted to do with the rest of my squad. So I saw that Klopp was saying Klein, Lovren, and Gomez was fit. And I know that TAA came off in the Champions League at halftime, and he was culpable for some of the goals, apparently. And the game before, he didn't play that well, didn't play that well against Arsenal, and I thought that he could have done better for the Lacazette goal as well. So I actually removed him for sure. For Man United, I took that was a your big dilemma. That one, wasn't I took it? I took a massive gamble. I looked at it before, and I wanted to bring in Chilwell, but the night which I wanted to do that, he actually rose. So a couple of mistakes here. I didn't see the price rise come in, and he went up to five point one. So I, he was priced out for me. He was the one I wanted, and then I was like, right, well, I need someone. I was adamant TAA wasn't going to start. Uh, it was it was like a Saturday morning decision. So I've gone for sure seeing that. United played well against Juventus and I thought maybe Jose's going to park the bus. I played him against City and of course he got naught points because he got another another yellow card and there was another one of my big mistakes of I didn't actually see that it was on four yellow cards so he is out for this game as well so I feel like I totally screwed up there so remember that when you're making late decisions to check how many yellow cards are on as well. I'm thinking about whether or not I need to remove him out straight away or I just wait this week and then I play him next week. But yeah, up to 19k overall, so I'm still going well. Excellent. Yeah, so again, up to 19k is is really, really good. Craig, how about yourself? How was your game week? My game week was actually pretty good. Uh, helped me climb quite considerably, which was nice. I think I rose about 100k in, in ranks in one game week, which was fantastic. I got 69 points. So all be told, not too shabby there. Ings remarkably getting their six points from about 40 minutes of football, having only provided an assist, was uh, definitely one of the highlights, as well as uh, Martial picking up seven points from a bit of an, an innocuous turn of events when Lukaku got brought down. So uh, there were a couple of highlights there. Yeah, pretty good stuff. I'm, I'm, I'm in good shape. I'm feeling pretty confident about things, given that I'm so uh, far behind some of the... Uh, the, the consistent players within the game. You do have a, a massive team value, though. I have seen mm. that when I was wildcard, and your team value gives you a great team to have. And it was a wildcard which I would have actually brought in at the time. Going forward for the rest of the season, I'll say team value does really help. And I do think you're in a really good position to, to progress well. Yeah. Yeah, good stuff. Um, my game week, I was pretty happy with. So I got 66 above the average. So 48 being the average, I got 66. Tactically, I made a gaffe with my captain. I could have done so much better. I went with Lacazette and he only got two points, which was wonderful. Um, my thinking there, effectively, I'd seen people captaining Sterling and jumping loads. So I thought, you know what? I'll just go with the differential Lacazette captain against Wolves. Thought that was reasonable and he did. 
nothing so um that wasn't great my my big tactical one which was really good i actually looked at the liverpool situation and i could have taken a minus hit to get someone like Mane in or salah instead i went with my gut and went for shakiri because i thought he was fresh as he wasn't played in the champions league due to the the issue over kind of his his background um and he came up trunks he got me eight points so i was happy with that I also doubled up on Liverpool defence of Allison and Robertson because I thought they were they were good for a clean sheet and also moving forward Robertson is, is always good for for an assist so that worked out well so yeah I was pretty happy with that that shot me up over two hundred thousand places so I'm still a dismal five hundred and seventy k but two hundred k more than I was the previous week so moving on up yeah nice I'll take that right um, so let's get in to our next topic of discussion as you can tell i'm stalling um let's talk about our patreon so i want to thank everyone again for supporting the podcast really really good group on our slack channel through patreon if you want to support the podcast to grow patreon.com forward slash fpl surgery all donations great and small go towards being able to do more in terms of prizes and generally putting out better content for the podcast our new patrons who've joined us this week is keegan van zeel Ollie Lewinsky, Callum Jacobs and Matthew Nabney. They've all got involved in the Slack channel. A couple of feedback comments from them. So Keegan, he said about our Slack channel, it's awesome. So congrats for that. I've picked up so much. I wish I could start the season all over. And Jeremiah Johnson commented on the Slack channel, so he's a regular in there. A great group of knowledgeable managers here. No group think either, so you can sharpen your FPL mind. No sheep in our Slack channel. So get involved. But thanks in general just for supporting the podcast. Yeah, thanks, guys. Really appreciate you joining our patrons. And you are contributing a lot to the Slack channel as well. Really enjoying the chat that we've got back and forward in there. Sure. Let's get into our fixtures for the week then. So we're going back this week to our traditional run through of the fixtures from top to bottom. Just as a spoiler, we will probably um, skirt over the lesser fixtures simply because uh, the podcast is long enough anyway. If you have any suggestions, tweet us if we've missed anything glaring. So first of all, chaps, we have our Saturday fixtures where Brighton take on Leicester. Craig, let's come to you first. So these two sides, interesting season so far. Brighton defensively got people's hopes up. Leicester moving forward. How do you see these teams and kind of moving forward beyond this game week? I think both teams will have a, a good season. You know, Brighton will be pushing on a little bit from last year. They, they're relatively solid under Hewton. I do like them from a defensive side. I've seen uh, people benefiting from having Ryan and uh, Button as a backup in goal. Uh, and Dunk and Duffy provided good value as well. From an attacking perspective, hmm, not much going on. I know Glenn Murray's uh, there or thereabouts and kind of providing value for his price range, but nothing tempting me too much from there. And Leicester look very good. I think I think you know Leicester fans are not too happy with Pure. I don't think in charge at the moment. Uh, it seems to be a little bit regressive their style and stuff. Um, but you know I still think they're going to have a good season. Uh, Chilwell is looking like a good player. Vardy is knocking on the door and perhaps slightly underperforming versus his underlying stats at the moment. So I'd expect him to start getting into the goals soon as well. Yeah. But they definitely need Madison back. Yeah, Sam. What do you think about the Leicester players? Yeah, see, a lot of people were looking at the Leicester players in terms of their fixtures at the moment, and I was looking at the Chilwell option. I'm kind of glad I didn't go down that route, because it's very hit and miss with Leicester at the moment. They are still looking good. They they produced a load of chances against Burnley. 
Vardy came close a number of times. I can see Vardy getting a goal here, but <clears throat> I don't know. I'm just not enamoured with really any of their players other than Chilwell, though. Um, I wouldn't necessarily bring in Vardy, but I wouldn't get rid if you've got him because there is a potential he can score here. I don't think Brighton are that good, to be honest. A lot of people brought in the likes of Ryan and Dunk. I know Dunk's done well in terms of scoring two, but no, not really for me. But yeah, I can see Vardy scoring here. But yeah, I wouldn't buy him, but wouldn't remove. Agree. Yeah, I agree with that. I think even when, if you look at the eye test, he still looks sharp. He, he's going to be the main man for them. Um, Iceman, obviously, Craig, they've brought up the Brighton defence. I always think that Duncan Duffy look a real threat from, from corners. Um, do you think there's value in them still? See, no, I don't. I don't like okay. their, their the defensive stats, to be honest. They're not great. They are one of the lowest in terms of... Uh, I know they've had in the past where they've kept a lot of clean sheets but currently this season it's not looking too great for me and no I just I just wouldn't go there so just in terms of for this one obviously minus Madison for Leicester if and bearing in mind Brighton are at home they don't have Huddersfield the next game week if, if managers have Dunk or Duffy already in I would actually keep them over the next two game weeks because I think I'd, I'd fancy a punt on them in this fixture even though I like Leicester going forward and also their game against Huddersfield is quite tempting as well yeah I can see where you would keep them I just uh, again it's another one of I wouldn't bring in we we, yeah. we did actually have a question on this uh, Gavin Bradley has put a uh, possible replacement for Madison he's still got him so yeah he's he's looking at getting rid of Madison he's still got him who would you actually move to from Madison I suppose that can move on to one of our other teams which we're going to talk about Craig if you had Madison at the moment who would you move to yeah, you're probably right. It does go nicely into perhaps the next fixture. I'd firstly be looking at Richarlison if he hasn't already got him. Uh, they play, of course, Cardiff at home this weekend. Alternatively, if he's got him already, then I really like Felipe Anderson. Uh, I, I liked him and his style from when he played for Lazio. Uh, and I think he's made for this league. And yeah, OK, he's, he's kind of propelled himself forward by grabbing some goals in recent weeks. But I just like his style, and, and, and of course, West Ham's fixtures are very nice. So they would be the kind of the ballpark if you're looking for a replacement that's similar priced. Alternatively, if you have got a little bit more money, I'm definitely backing Martial. I've had Martial in my team for three weeks. I wouldn't be too concerned with regression there. He, he is massively outperforming his underlying numbers. But even if he regressed to his kind of mean, he's still performing exceptionally well. Yeah, I, I nice fixtures for him as well coming up. Yeah, there's a number of people who you could choose from. They, all those options are very viable and it just depends on the rest of your team, really. If we bring it back to the Everton-Cardiff game, though, Everton are looking more creative this season. I think they are looking good. They didn't start the season too well, but now you know, with that Barcelona star, Andre Gomez is in there. He's looking good, and I think that's good yeah. for Richarlson owners. Richarlson is fit again. He came off the bench for Brazil last week, and he has scored tonight for Brazil as well. So also Everton have three of the next four are actually home fixtures. And Richardson numbers over the last four home games are, are not bad. He's got eight attempts over that period, six in the box, twenty one penalty area touches and two goals. So he is looking in form, obviously scoring tonight internationally as well. Yeah, he is one of those players which I would definitely want in my team if I didn't have him. Okay, yeah, Craig. So any any further points on players from Everton? From a defensive standpoint, I like 
Lucas Digny, I think he looked definitely an option. Probably one of the options we might may discuss when we, when we refer to Mendy and his replacements. Other than that, I mean, I do like Sigurdsson. Perhaps I'm not leaning towards him because of his price point versus Richarlison at the moment. But I, I obviously completely understand what he brings to a team. And I know there's obviously a little bit of a, uh, an injury debate with him at the moment. But I'd probably just look at those two players at the moment from from an Everton standpoint. Yeah, see, people have looked at Siggy as well, but I just think with Richarlison playing out of position, playing up front, it's just too much good value in that, and he's also cheaper. I wouldn't say Siggy's necessarily not an option. Maybe he's a differential if you're just playing in your mini-league and you wanted to go to something different, which others have gone for, but no, I'd definitely go for Richarlison. But yeah, the Digny shout is definitely a shout we had. Vukasin has put on Twitter Keen or Digny as a Mendy replacement. Out of the two, which one would you go for? Bully, which one would you go for? Keane is currently on a shot per 60 minutes at the moment. And Digny, actually 20 chances created on the season. Uh, only one assist this season though. So his numbers are good. They're backing him to do well, but he's not currently providing it. He's got 11 shots so far, which is right up there. Top for chances created over the last four with 11. And he also takes corners. He's had 17 corners. And with Keen, Zuma and Mina uh, in there for corners, hopefully you would see some returns from, from him. But he's not currently pro- providing the attacking stats. But out of the two, Digny and Keen, which is which one would you go for? I thought you were just answering the question for me. No, I was just giving you, some, giving <laughs> uh, you the information I had here. Right, based on that brief support for Keane and that <laughs> monologue about Dina, I think I'll go with the latter. Uh, also, having just watched him, though, as well, I really like the way he gets forward. I've seen him play in France uh, also. He's been in the national team, and he is a really good attacking fullback. And you're right, as those star-studded players kind of gel forever, so it's exciting. Bernard's a good player on his day. Um, I think Andre Gomez is going to be a real fine for them so yeah I, I think Dean is a great option at the moment uh, and obviously the Iceman has provided some stats to support that <laughs> just to, um, just to support Keane as well he has had four attempts over the last four no uh, no still it's uh, not <laughs> yeah Digny's also had four attempts over the last four as well so yeah <laughs> Craig okay. what, what are your thoughts yes yeah, close one between those two I looked at those numbers as well and it does look like Keane has had more shots on target as an average this season versus Digny, as we're calling, or, or is it Dignier, if you want to put the old French slant on it. Yeah, I think um, you should say it your way is probably <laughs> Lucas the correct way. Dignier, I think, is yeah. the actual pronunciation, which yeah. I probably didn't quite get right when I first kicked off. Um, Digny. <laughs> Digny, I like Digny. That's why I thought we would just go with it, because it actually got, uh, I, can, I did a count, I think it was about 27 times we said Digny, so the, the crowd are going to love this. Um, <laughs> but yeah, to your points, he is providing uh, perhaps more attacking threat because of his corner duties, the fact that he gets down the byline and he's whipping in a lot of crosses. So from my options to replace Mendy, he's one of them. And he is the leader for accurate crosses, shall we say, from, say, my shortlist of seven. Oh, nice. Also, Everton are fourth for shots conceded in the box and fifth for the fewest attempts conceded in the last four. That is good. Yeah, there's been a lot of talk about them stepping it up from a defensive perspective, hasn't there? Yeah, and as mentioned, they've got some good home games as well. So. Yeah, apart from the Merseyside derby next. After this one, yeah. Yeah. Okay, um, Iceman, we were having a discussion because, uh, once again, Sky sorted me right out with my subscription, offering me 
the wonder of Cardiff to watch a couple of weeks ago. Um, but we were talking about Patterson, weren't we? And I know you were, you were quite interested in him. We were. He's uh, out of position midfielder playing up front at the moment. He does have some good numbers as well. He's got yeah, three goals and one assist in his last four. Yeah, twelve attempts and in he's the last up four. Three well. bonus as well. Yeah, he, he's he's looking good. To be honest, it's whether or not he can sustain that. And for five, what is he? Five point two. Five point two. Only point eight percent of managers have selected him. So clearly, no one is backing him but he, he, he could be a differential couldn't he? Yeah he could be you've, you've got to look at their fixtures as well kind of middling fixtures aren't they you've got Everton, Wolves and West Ham in the next three it's whether or not you can see goals there in all those games I wouldn't necessarily go over because he's one of these players which if you bench you'd be, it'd be a nightmare if he scored any points as well um, I agree with that you kind of want to almost play him every game and I don't know if you can yeah, tricky one with a with apparent ceiling that seems to be quite low as well. I just can't see Cardiff scoring many goals. So if they do score and they do manage to scrape a win, then perhaps he's only going to be worth sort of six, seven points maybe anyway. Who knows? Yeah, he's got he's got the one double digit in the last game against Brighton, but yeah. whether or not he can sustain it, we don't know. Mm. Okay, well let's uh, let's move on from this one. We don't want to uh, exhaust it. So uh, Fulham versus Southampton. So. Interesting this one, Craig, because Fulham were exciting us at the start of the season, not so much now. What do you think of their players? Yeah, Mitrovic, for me, was a player that I owned and brought in on my wild card. And I was quite happy because I was immediately rewarded game week six, I believe. I played my wild card with eight points. So I was happy with that. And it seemed to be a good choice because his numbers were very strong from you know shots on target. Obviously, got the goals that he'd already contributed but then it just literally fell off a cliff and I think it's just much of the the form of, around the rest of the team that's perhaps had an impact there. I think Ranieri will, will really reinvigorate the team. I think they'll pick things up. I just don't know what to expect from them. So I wouldn't be investing in, in Fulham at the moment. From a Southampton side of things, again, I would probably err on the side of caution with them as well. I wouldn't really be, I wouldn't be investing. I did have Ings. I, I've actually moved Ings out this game week for... Jimenez because I like the fact that he's got Huddersfield and Cardiff next but again both teams I think are just a wait and see yeah, I spent any players to add from this one? Yeah, they are more or less wait and sees on Fulham. I mean, Ranieri's going to come in, maybe Mitrovic is you know, going to improve, but we don't know that yet. He has scored tonight, Mitrovic, for international duty. And yeah, there is a international level. There is a rumour that Ran- Ranieri wants to play the 4-4-2, so Kamara might soon become an option, but again, another wait and see. And yeah. Southampton, yeah, they, they just, they're not the great greatest team in the world, are they, Craig? <laughs> I know they're your team. But, you don't need to remind me. <laughs> yeah. uh, Ings just he's showing up on many tables on underperforming at the moment and yeah. he's got like almost fifty fifty percent goal involvement or something. So, Absolutely. Might have been more that than that. Could bite me. That could that could bite me. I yeah. think that the the moving him out was probably a little bit too premature given the fact that we were on an international break, but I'd sort of made it up in my mind that I wanted Jimenez from uh, Wolves because he is actually performing well. He's yeah. looking good as well, which uh, I think, again, we, we spoke about this earlier and you agreed. Yeah. Uh, but Ings has looked very good as well. So I think perhaps, you know, it's a much of a muchness. I think in Ings and Jimenez, I think everybody should own one of them because they're just so nicely priced around you know, 5.5 yeah. and 5.7. I mean, you can't expect too much from that type of player anyway. But if they're bringing in six, seven points, then the value that you're getting for that outlay is just phenomenal for for that type of price so and Ings as you quite rightly pointed out is showing up on our stats 
where he's underperforming considerably. He's about 10 points behind his expected FPL points, which is, uh, again, a new stat that we've brought to the fore, which looks at underlying numbers like shots on target, attempted assists, big chances created, that type of thing, and, and gives like a projected fantasy Premier League point score. Uh, and he's behind that. So I think, yeah, these Ings, Ings is definitely an option. I think he'll get goals. That is your uh, expected FPL points, isn't it, which you told me about earlier? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. That sounds like a really good stat to kind of get into, and well, yes. I'm sure that'll help. I mean, if Ings stays healthy, the interesting thing is this Fulham game, if he's healthy, would be a good one to play in. They then run into United and Spurs, where defensively I can't see them notching, but they then have a little run of four games, Cardiff away, Arsenal, Huddersfield, West Ham, and all of those teams notoriously, quite frankly, are bollocks at defending. So <laughs> he might be, he might not be a bad one to keep in, just an enabler. And I like that comparison to Jimenez with players in that price bracket. Yeah, I agree. Cool. All right. Let's, uh, unless there's any more for any more, let's get on to United versus Palace then. Craig, you've already talked a bit about Martial. You're quite a big fan of him, aren't you? Yeah, I like his direct style. I like the fact that he's a bit greedy. He always cuts in. What more can I guess you ask from a player of, of that price at the moment? You know, he's, he's delivering. He's not going to keep up. We know that. There is a slight risk there. I think if I wasn't an owner, I'd probably be a little bit cautious that, you know, if he has one bad game, you just don't know what Mourinho is going to do. So I would, I would be more cautious about sometimes game time, even though from my eyes, I, I see that he's, nailed on at the moment because you've got underperformers in Lukaku, Sanchez, Rashford doesn't really seem to be doing it. Martial seems to be like the leader uh, within that attack at the moment, but you just don't know what's going to happen with Mourinho. Yeah, it's a difficult one with Sanchez and Lukaku, whether they're, right. they're going to come back in and kind of displace him. You would think that he shouldn't. There was rumours that he was injured, he didn't go away on France duty, but he was pictured today in training, so I do think he is fit. And it is yeah. his goal conversion rate, which lies at 44%, and people yeah, wondering right. whether that is sustainable. And I can see why they're asking the question, but I had a, I had a good look into this and found out a, a load of stats on it. His shots per game have been improving over the last five. He's just got more minutes under his belt. And in the Newcastle game, he got one attempt. He got the one goal. He got two attempts against Chelsea. He got the two goals. Uh, you know, that's not really sustainable going forward. Then he got the three against Everton. Uh, he got the one goal. Four against Bournemouth, one goal. And then he played against City and got the three attempts again. So it's quite a few attempts. And he scored the penalty. So the more minutes he's getting under his belt, the more he's improving with those attempts and Jose yeah. seems to be giving him those minutes and he is a- yeah. averaging 6.4 per game that's six goals and one assist in the last five so he's doing better and I also went I thought right I've got to see, take a look and see on his past history obviously he's been injured quite a bit so I took a look at the transfer market um dot com uh, I think it is uh, went all the way back to his Monaco days and I can see how he always seems to do well almost scoring a goal a game for Monaco when he's getting regular minutes and he came to the Prem and he had to bed in because he started off he did get regular minutes when he came in and he didn't get much to start off with but now he's getting regular minutes with their fixtures coming up I still think that he is a good option going forward Man United are, are currently fourth behind Liverpool Chelsea and City for goals over the last four so I would say that yeah I think that he can sustain his form that's a great view Iceman I really like that nice uh, Iceman's regression model of Martial there Craig any other players from United that you think might be worth a shout 
nothing really takes my fancy across right. the board really from from them at the moment. They're just not keeping clean sheets. They're shipping in goals. I do actually like the Luke Shaw move. I, th- I think you're a bit unlucky there. To be honest, Ice Man, it did, it did does, does from your story. It did sound like it was a bit of a rush decision. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> didn't do your full research. It's quite funny when you were telling that. But again, had he have not got booked, let's say he would most likely be starting this one. And I don't think Crystal Palace offer a lot of threats. So I could see there being a clean sheet here for United in this one. And I could see you know a one or two nil win. So you know I'm not completely ruling out. Sure, even. Uh, I think Luke Shaw may come back into my team at some point. I think he offers too much value at five million. Yeah, he's got good uh, attacking stats. He started off the season exactly. really well. And yeah. I just kind of had a hope. I was thinking, right, well, they, they've just played well against Juventus. Is yeah. Jose just going to park the bus against City? I know it was very missore, really, but it's, I just thought, well, I, I want to get rid of TAA. He's, he's a big punt to go for. And I feel like they do have some clean sheets over the next few. I have looked at moving him out, but I think I might keep him because he will play Southampton in the next game after that. So. Mm, that's right. Yeah. Um, a quick shout on Lindelof. He has scored tonight as well for mm. Sweden. He's a little bit cheaper. So if you do think Man United are going to get clean sheets, which at the moment there's no stats or evidence to show that they mm-hmm. will, but if you do think they will, then Lindelof 4.8, he could be a little bit of a bargain there. Lindelof, I'm surprised to hear his name mentioned. Yeah. He's, well, he seems to have started recently. So Yeah, he has. A lot of talk around him as well within the actual fan camp. Oh, hello. Sorry, Sari came on for some reason. <laughs> Hi, Sari. How are you doing? <laughs> She's Apparently, got a lot to say about Lindelof. Lindelof <laughs> is a buzzword for Siri, apparently. <laughs> the minute Lindelof's name was mentioned, Siri had to butt in and say, right, no, all <laughs> no thanks, you guys yeah. don't know what you're talking about. I just need to uh, <laughs> let you know. So, so yeah, no, all jokes aside, Lindelof has been, as you said, playing regularly. And actually, there's been quite a few comments around how he, well he's played, actually, which is, which is interesting because he has looked like a bit of a cart horse at times when I've watched him. But he has picked it up. He's looked a little bit more assured at the back. And for 4.8, I mean, like you said, if they do start keeping clean sheets, there is value there. There's definitely some value in that defence. Uh, and you do expect to see De Gea start picking up form soon. I mean, he's been getting a lot of critics, isn't he, over the last, we say, six months. He's world-class. It was only 10 months ago that we were waxing lyrical about him being the best goalkeeper in the Premier League and, and perhaps, you know, if not the best goalkeeper in the world. Uh, so he's going to pick it back up. He's going to start making some good saves again and not, not, not looking too shaky at the back there as well. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. If we just quickly move back to Crystal Palace, Crystal Palace, obviously in the last game, Zaha had a hamstring injury and Palace have lost 13 games in a row without Zaha. So it looks like Zaha will be back for this game, but I still can't see much for them at present. No. Again, the wait and see for them. Yeah, I have to agree with that. Shall we, uh, shall we scoot on to the next fixture? Mm-hmm. Right, let's go Watford versus Liverpool. So, interesting this one. Liverpool paid dividends for us in the last game week. Watford still interesting with some cheaper options in the likes of Success and Delefeu. Uh Craig, what are your thoughts on Watford, first of all, on their players? Just up and down for me. Yeah, they've really shown some potential, haven't they? Like you've got the Pereira doing quite well. Delafeo has been out of position, as you mentioned, and uh, again looked a bit of a threat. He's got a goal. Again, I wouldn't be looking to invest in them at the moment, and I don't really like the look of their fixtures over the next four or five either. I don't know. And and defensively, 
Messina came in and replaced Holobas for a couple of games, which was tactical, and perhaps he just wasn't pulling his weight a little bit in a couple of the games prior to that, and it's just too risky. Then uh, Yamat's out at the moment, but it's on his way back, and you've got Firmino there covering and doing quite well. So from a defensive standpoint, I probably wouldn't touch them. They don't seem to be looking too solid at the back at the moment. Although, all that said... When Holobas does play, I mean, he's literally like a, well, like a, a defensive Sigurdsson, isn't he? He takes every set piece. Yeah. Yeah, and he obviously gets forward and can score goals as he did in the last yeah. game. It's just that you, you kind of don't really want to punt on that considering now that he's been kind of re- rotated, too much mm. of a risk. Like you say, with these fixtures, Liverpool at home, Leicester away, Man City at home, and then Everton away. Not easy fixtures in the next four, but I would be looking at them after game week 17. Maybe wait till then. Delafeo is one which I've kind of looked at before just because yeah. I, I really like him as a player. He just He's always up there. He starts up top at the moment, so he's playing out of position. And in the last four, 12 attempts, 17 penalty area touches, five created chances, but only the one goal. So, yeah, he's not enamoured with it. Bad fixtures. 5.4, though, I'll be looking at him come game week 17, yeah. I think. Yeah, I, can, I agree on that, Iceman. He always flatters to deceive, does Delafoe. Yeah, but he looks decent. He looks a decent player. Like, Doesn't he? Yeah, well, yeah I've always... It's a shame when you see that. It's like he's got promise, mm. but he just is not consistent enough and just doesn't doesn't seem to be getting the rub of the green. So, if, look, if I said to you guys now that it's going to be Wolf are going to score two goals at the weekend, where do you think they're going to come from? We probably all have different answers. Yeah. But it's just, for me, I don't like investing in a team like that. You want to... You want to say a couple of options that I think is going to be X and Y. And, and actually, if it isn't X and Y, they're still involved. They've still provided the assist. I could, literally couldn't tell you where, they're going, where the goals are going to come from. Yeah, agreed. Okay. Okay. Let's, uh, let's talk Liverpool. So that's the one we'll be looking forward to. So what, what are your thoughts on them, Craig? I think they're going to have a good game. I think, you know, there's been a bit of a break. A few of the guys have obviously gone around international duty. I think Klopp will get them playing well. I think this is going to be the type of fixture where, where we're going to see the best from Liverpool. I know Gracia can set it up quite nicely for Watford against the sort of the, the bigger teams. He has shown that he can be tactical and, and sort out his defence. But I don't know. I've just got this feeling. You know, sometimes it's just urges, isn't it? We all know that Liverpool are a good team and on their day, they can destroy any team within the league. I just feel that we might see we might see some uh, some joy from the attack this week. I'm not too convinced they're going to keep a clean sheet though, uh, even though they've had very good stats. I just feel like they're you know after the international break, everyone coming back together, a few of their players have gone uh, travelled quite far afield. I feel like it could be quite an open game this one. Um, I'm sort of predicting maybe a two-one or three-one potentially. Okay, Iceman. Yeah, we had a question from, uh, again, Gavin Bradley has just put, I've got TAA, Robertson and Salah. Would you swap out TAA or Salah with the Christmas fixtures coming up? And this <laughs> is what, what I was thinking pre this, uh, the last game week with Trent Alexander-Arnold. I just think that with this fixture pile-up that is coming, I feel like he's going to be rotating. It's just going to be yeah, so frustrating to have in, in your team. Yeah, yeah I, I would say that he would be uh, moved out. I wouldn't move out. He's definitely got though. to be partial, isn't he, with Gomez uh, being an able deputy. And, and, and surely Klein will get the odd game. It's like a mystery what's happened to Klein, isn't it? There's all sorts of things that go around social media as to what perhaps has happened there. But I've heard a rumour of him going back to Saints, potentially. No, oh, really? On loan, okay. possibly. Yeah, we'll see what happens. But uh, that would be a good fit for them. Yeah. 
Yeah, I agree. VVD, uh, he scored again uh, internationally. It's just always outside of the Premier League. Mm. He scored for Holland against Germany. He he was looking good against Arsenal. He got the few attempts, and over the last four, he's actually had six attempts, which is only one behind the people that are leading. So he's in second place over the last four for attempts on goal. And I suppose it it poses the, the question, which people are considering whether to double up or not on, on the Liverpool defence. And I just wouldn't with these fixtures coming up. And like you say, I wouldn't exactly expect a clean sheet here. And leading into Christmas, you know, the rotation, I just wouldn't really go there. Obviously, Salah, what can you say about him? Consistent Salah. He's still playing further forward. He's only blanked against teams in the top six and Leicester. So he seems to keep scoring. I just don't see why people would remove him. I do think he is a captain option this week as well. Yeah, agreed. I think he's probably where I'm going to look at for captain. And just on your point in relation to doubling up in defence, there's too many options this year around those price points for us to be almost be doubling up. So as much as I've considered it, I think to be spending, you know, sort of circa eleven million pounds on two Liverpool defenders, you definitely can spend that money more wisely in another team. You know, even even at Man City at the moment, you could potentially. I know it could be rotation risk. But you've got a Stones. You've, you've probably got a Delft there as well, both at 5.3. There's options at Man United, as we talked about. There's even options at Chelsea at 5.5 with David Luiz if you wanted to add someone to Alonso. So it's it's just not for me. Yeah. The the only the negative about maybe Captain and Salah this week is that they do have PSG midweek. So we could see some reduced mm, minutes okay. in this game. I think I feel like he'll start his best team, but they could have some reduced minutes. Bully, you've got um, Shakiri, haven't you? Do you feel yeah. like he's now an issue for you? Or? Well, he is, but Mendy's a bigger issue for me, and I'm uh, a bit tight on the old minus fours this season. So <laughs> yeah. um, I, I, mean, I think with Shakiri's form, I actually think, makes him a legitimate to, even if he doesn't start, start get some yeah. good, good second half time and to impact the game. Liverpool are so good at running riots at the end. You can see the odd little assist. This might be me in my fancy world, but I can see him picking up something. So I'm actually going to keep hold of him for this game week. Yeah, I can see why. He did well in international break against Belgium as well. Um, yeah. So yeah, I can see what I would. It's just a little That's bit. a nice break move. That. I like that. I like that, Bully. That's good. It's a bit of a differential. So we'll, we'll, we're going to come here with that one and see how it goes. Yeah. Mane proven that Salah is the better option. As I mentioned last pod, he's blanked for the eighth time. Uh, and didn't really do anything against Fulham. Only four returns and eleven so far, money. So just a word for you, money owners. I've uh, I've seen as well. I've been following a few threads randomly on Twitter, and more and more people getting quite frustrated with Mane now. I think also in the Slack channel, I've noticed that people start and see him as false economy. Yeah, mm. I can I can see why. That might be the the title of the pod actually. Mane is false economy. I'm going to write that one down now. <laughs> Um, okay, so in the interest of time, let's get on to the Irons versus the mighty Man City, who don't appear to look like they're slowing down any time soon. Um, before I let you speak about City, Craig, you, you like Anderson at West Ham, don't you? Yeah, I do. I'm not too sure how he'll fare in this, because Man City just seem to be the full package, don't they? I don't really expect much out of West Ham in this, although... And Altovic always likes to prop up against the big clubs. Yeah. So there may be a goal from him. He's, he's, he's quite a flat-track bully, isn't he, at the front of that team. So he could prosper. But yeah, I don't really expect much from West Ham here. And I, I do think they'll be on the wrong end of a loss, unfortunately. And there are options, perhaps, that I'd look at for Man City. But 
let's not be short-sighted because, of course, we all are aware that West Ham have ridiculously good fixtures after this game week for at least seven game weeks. So, yeah, I wouldn't be put off. I, I would still be thinking that Felipe Anderson or someone like that could, could get something and actually let's look longer term. Yeah, some people are benching Anatovic, but I don't think that's a, a good choice. I mean, he, he got nothing in the game week, last game week against Huddersfield, but he's he's got a rest in the international break. He only got 19 minutes against Northern Ireland, but he's just so involved in West Ham's plays. He's involved in seven goals this season, five goals and two assists. And like you say, after this game, the fixtures yeah. are brilliant. But just over the it's last, it's his type of fixture, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, he's 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 the type of guy you just to ruin know it, it for, for City. Yeah, to, yeah, that's it. To, to wipe out those clean sheets and ruin it for every uh, owner of of defenders at Man City. I, I look at it and I think Haltovich is is that type of guy that he, he's always looking for that next big move or next big you know financial gain. And and if he can do it against clubs like Man City, he's going to be in the limelight. This is him all over, and he'll be selfish. He'll want yeah, to get yeah. goals. He'll snatch the ball out of that Noble's hand when they get a penalty. <laughs> you can just see it, can't you? Yeah. Let, let's let's move on to Man City now. So I'm just going to list the questions that we had. We had a few questions here. Sean at Slimbrick24 has put triple City attack with Kun, Sterling, and Dilva slash Mara's yes or no. And then Mark at M Bison is saying, are the points too spread at Man City? Attacking triple up worth it. Ditya has put uh, best Man City midfield option after Sterling. So we'll come back to the, the Mendy replacement question, which is kind of in here as well. But what are your thoughts on the old double up on the City, Craig? If I was going to double up on Man City's attack, I would probably only have David Silva and Aguero at the moment. Now, I know there's a strong case for Sterling and it's very warranted because he's delivering the results and he looks great in terms of where he's positioned on the pitch and he's always getting into goal-scoring positions. But let's just wait this game week out because let's just see what happens again after this international break. If he comes back and he's benched again, it just goes to show that there is a bit of flexibility there. I don't see Aguero being rested as much. However, we are coming to that Christmas period and Gabriel... Jesus will probably come in and play some of the games. But we all may well be looking at Kane by then anyway. So I think David, I think David Silva's a, a really worthy bet. And uh, from a value perspective, I, I, I must admit, he is the player that I most want in my midfield. But I just I can't get him in because I've got too many other problems. Yeah, same. Uh, some people are looking at the Aguero not scored much away from home, but I'm, I feel like that's that's bollocks. I feel like he can score against anyone. And it has been shown it's kind of a myth because under Pep, Aguero's away record versus the non-six teams is... I'm just going to read them here. So in 2016-2017, 10 starts, 13 goals, 4 assists. 2017-2018, 6 starts, 6 goals, 1 assist. And 2018-2019, 2 starts, and he's got 1 goal so far. So he's still doing well there away from home and I feel like the the poor away record is just because he's not had that many starts away from home at the moment so don't listen to those people who spread those silly rumours foolish rumours he was taken off with a hamstring problem though apparently someone was saying he was in the tunnel and saw him walking past with strapping on it but he's had a fortnight to recover so hopefully he, Mm. he will be fine yeah, it should be fine. Mm. And like you said about this, this away myth is, is crazy. He averaged like 5.9 points last season away from home. So 
it's yeah. enough, isn't it? Yeah. Um, just something on the Mendy one. What are your what are your chaps' thoughts on uh, Aimrak Le Aimrak 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 Lepore? He's he's actually Amrick Digney. Amrick. <laughs> Isn't he? That's it, yeah. That, that's the, the podcast. Laporte, the bloke who plays centre-half for City. So he's outscored uh, Mendy by one point this season. Granted, he's played more games. Still £6 million. You would actually save 0.4 if you transferred out Mendy to get him in. I really like him. If, if you want to stay committed to the City defence, I, I really like him as an option. He's played every minute in the league for them this season. Looks really solid at the back there. He's only scored one goal, but he does look a threat from corners. He's got a great leap on him. Craig, what are your thoughts on him? Listen, if I had the money to spend on a replacement, Laporte would probably be my replacement because you are not only getting almost a like-for-like because you're covering City and Mendy wasn't getting many attacking returns in recent weeks anyway. You're also covering the high ownership and, and Edison is owned by almost a quarter of the players or something like that. So you're kind of covering yourself. So that would be my go-to option if I felt I could invest in the port. But I'm actually perhaps looking at a downgrade to utilise the money elsewhere. Yeah, that's, that is a good point about the ownership thing. That I, I've looked at this. Uh, he is a big option which people are going for because they feel like he's nailed. But I do think over the Christmas period, if Otamendi or company are fit, I can see him getting rested at some point. And also he's six million and his ceiling is six points really for me and people have gone for Mendy because they can see that attacking uh, yeah. points and potential whereas I, I don't feel like he has got much that I mean why, mm. why not just bring in Virgil van Dijk at 6 million people weren't bringing him in because he didn't have mm. much attacking stats and now people are saying right Laporte must be the one to have but he's the one which is just getting that consistent 6 points he's not getting many attacking returns and he's liable mm. for a rotation at some point can't, I, I can't get over that he's going to be nailed for the rest of the season obviously he's played every game till now but you know, he is Pep he is he can do that rotation so I don't see it's worth it I feel like you know there are plenty of options elsewhere to go for if you haven't got the players, Robertson, Alonso, even Walker might be another one. And if you want to free up cash, uh, Doherty is probably the best one I'll go for if you haven't got him. Yeah, Keane, Digney, Stones. I think Digney. <laughs> Digney, yeah. Digney. Yeah. So, so he, could, he could be the one to go for. And then, then you can drop even further down, down to Yedlin, even the likes of Wambasaka or Bennett. So it, it does depend where you're going to distribute that money. I mean, I, I looked at Stones and he is, yeah. uh, you know, he's another rotation option. But if I was going one of the two at Laporte, I would go Stones. He's a little bit cheaper. So he's actually second for defenders for a base point system per minute with uh, 5.4. However, he doesn't get enough, you know, BPS to deal with City's attackers. The attackers probably get too many for him to actually get any bonus points, but he is right up there on the bonus points system. If, if I was looking at one and I didn't have the likes of maybe Alonso, I would think about the double-up of Louise because I've looked at Louise and he is getting some, some good strides at the moment. He's joint for defenders with attempts on goal in the last four with seven. And even in this next game, Spurs have conceded uh, 11 goal attempts in the last four. And Louise has had four headed goal attempts. So maybe he is due a goal, Louise. And There's I, a lot I, of options. I, I, I thought about yeah. the double up there because I was looking at maybe moving Shaw out. But I feel like I might be keeping him. But people are overlooking Louise for me. He is better option than, than Laporte in my eyes. 
Iceman, just whilst you're uh, bringing up the Star Wars reference there of Obi-Wan Isaka, yeah. um, why is nobody talking about Kylo Ren Walker this season? Kylo Ren Walker. <laughs> <laughs> he's just a bit too expensive for what he provides, I think, in terms of attacking stats. He, he's on and off, isn't he? He's, he's more of a, a Laporte-type player where he's going to get you that clean sheet. He's not getting forward as much as the left-hand side of, of City, I don't think. so. Uh, there was no legitimate FPL reason for me to bring him up. I just, just wanted, wanted to talk to say about that. Star Wars. Yeah. But also, it segues <laughs> us nicely into our next game, which is ex-club Spurs taking on Chelsea in a London derby. Show. Uh, let's move to this one now. So, Craig, um, two, you know, both clubs have been excellent this season. To be fair, both strikers at these clubs doing reasonably well. Kane, we expect a bit more. Morata starting to get amongst the goals now. Let's start with the Spurs players. How are you seeing them at the moment? And I just want, wonder if you comment as well on the rumours of Ericsson going to Real Madrid mm. in January. Spurs. <laughs> just leave it well, there that's perfect <laughs> that's, there, that's exactly Spurs. what you want from your guests isn't it every week exactly. Arsenal boys every week. <laughs> Spurs meh I think Spurs are staying afloat at the moment because they are managed again in my eyes by I don't know he's probably the, I think he's the second best manager in the league personally for me uh, behind Pep from a player perspective with Spurs at the moment I just I just wouldn't invest I, I'm I'm likely to make the move from Aguero to Kane but I don't feel totally comfortable with it I love Kane Um, I think he's brilliant he's great for FPL he's greedy takes penalties he shoots a lot Uh, he's explosive he's just everything that you would want to have when you invest that type of money into a player and he's guaranteed to get 90 minutes uh, or well uh, so we think it seems to be the ongoing debate doesn't it that, that Kane does need a rest at some point but that Christmas period, they've got good fixtures. I would probably only be invested in Kane at the moment, but I just don't know where this sort of whole synergy is coming from at Spurs at the moment. It seems to be a bit disconnected, doesn't it? We haven't got a Son and an Ali and an Ericsson nailed and playing well, because that seems to be the time when you want to invest in Spurs, when you've got that front you know, quartet all playing week in, week out. Poch doesn't change it like we've seen in previous seasons where Ericsson's averaging you know, well over five points a game. It's just not there at the moment. I saw something earlier, actually. Obviously, Ericsson at the moment, having been in and out of the squad, is like he's averaging something around 2.2 points a game or something. You think with 13 game weeks in, that's very un-Ericsson-like. Yeah. So I don't think I'd invest with them at the moment. I would think about Kane potentially for game week 15 when they got Southampton at home and then a nice run, irrespective of how busy their schedule is. Cause I think he's going to get points. Yeah, so uh, going on Spurs, I, I read an article on Twitter posted by FPL Clasco. He was suggesting that Spurs might be fatigued due to the Champions League and playing Arsenal in the Carabao Cup with not having the biggest squad depth in the Premiership. They might get burnt out and injured, which is a good point and is one to watch out for. So if you just check our Twitter on that one, I've retweeted that. He's made some really good points there. So I'll give him a follow as well at FPL Clasco. Nice. Okay, should we move on to Chelsea then? So, Craig, any thoughts on them? Yes, Hazard's been a little bit quieter of late, but I'm just going to stick with him. I actually brought Barkley in uh, for my sins. Mm. Jumped on that. (laughs) Yeah. Look, at the end of the day, I'm going to put my hands up. I made a mistake. (laughs) So he's got to go. Um, But he may be part of my plans to, to be moved on this week. I still think he's actually, again, going to get 
uh, some minutes in the next sort of three game weeks, and he and he can, and he can yeah, score right. goals. And yeah, uh, so that might be frustrating, particularly if he gets you know forty minutes against Fulham and gets a goal. But you've got to live with these things. He'll be out of my squad. Um, I've got Alonso. He's just a machine, isn't he? As I'm sure uh, both of you can attest to. Highest points in the yeah. yeah. yeah so the value. words from my mouth. Yeah. <laughs> just had to get it in there. Didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, best value. You know, he's the highest FPL point scorer, and he's and what seven million. So delivering really good value. Aside from that, look, if I wanted to invest elsewhere in the team at the moment, to be honest, the only person <clears throat> I'd be looking at would be a David Luiz. If you do want to kind of do a double up on defence, because they are, you know, they're playing some good football. They pass it really well. They keep possession. So if they do that, they're not likely to concede as many chances. And then the chances are clean sheets are better. And as you pointed out earlier, David Luiz has been getting forward and getting uh, into goal scoring uh, opportunities as well. So, that would be probably my only add-on. You know, the, the Pedro, William, Barkley, even, you know, Morata for what he is, it's just it's too risky. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And Alonso, yeah, he came close a few times in the last game and hit the post. Uh, and his baseline bonus is actually up on average from 12.4 per match in 2016-17 to 14.3 uh, this year. So he is looking a little bit better in the Sari system. And like I said before, I have been thinking about bringing in Louise. I don't think I'm going to do it. But Chelsea have conceded the least amount of attempts in the last four with 20 also conceded the least shots conceded in the box the least big chances conceded over the last four so they are looking good defensively Chelsea and as again I mentioned earlier Louise top for defenders with attempts on goal in the last four of seven and I also mentioned that Spurs conceded 11 ahead goal attempts in the last four so I think that I reckon I'm just going to put it out there Louise will score this game because he's had four headed goal attempts in the last four uh, but yeah moving to kind of back to Hazard we had a question on that Stagnik Sadhukan I'm definitely not saying that right but uh, he has put do you think Hazard would be a better option than Sterling in this busy upcoming Christmas period do you think they, he would get rotated as much as Sterling during this period and yeah I feel, feel like uh, Hazard's one that Sarri's going to want to play during this busy period more than Sterling I do think like Sterling will probably get rotated but I looked at Hazard as well he's been back two games now he's just got the full 90 minutes and he got two goals for Belgium against against Switzerland so maybe he is back in form so I definitely wouldn't move off them and also Chelsea are doing well for attacking stats as well they are top for shots on goal in the last four was 75 joint top with City for big chances on 16 and they're playing well like you say they should have beaten Everton really they came close a number of times I can't see why people would want to remove Hazard I would definitely go for him over Sterling as well what are your thoughts Craig? I agree with that I would stick with Hazard over Sterling for the time being. I think Sterling you know, is a wonderful asset to have for any FPL team, but I wouldn't be picking Sterling over Hazard for the Christmas period. Yeah. Okay, chaps, let's move on to uh, Bournemouth versus Arsenal then. Wilson got his, uh, got his start for England, got his goal. Really happy with that. Have you been a fan of his, Craig, or any of the Bournemouth players? Yeah, I think they've been brilliant. I had actually Fraser in my team since my wild card again back in game week six but but moved him out because of the fixtures that were upcoming and again he seems still seems to be performing well i know that they've got a few more tricky fixtures in the coming weeks so um i'm still not too disappointed with that move because i kind of needed the the money perhaps at, at that point 
which is why I moved from Fraser to, to Barclay at the time because I saved a little bit of money. As I said, that was a mistake. I kind of wish I kept Fraser. Um, he's actually got another two assists tonight. I saw it popped up on my phone. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so he's kind of you know he looks like a he just looks like a brilliant little player that's just now really starting to find his feet. So we've mentioned it a few times on here. He's just a bargain to have. So it's just is, if you do it? have him, definitely definitely hold him. Yeah, particularly if you bought him for a five point five five point six, I'd say just stick with him now. Um, I kind of regret taking him out he hasn't gone crazy since i've taken him out um so it's not too much of a of a worry uh but i do like him i like wilson uh brooks has been brilliant as well so i'm not too annoyed that i move fraser out because then again you can drop down a million and actually brooks's numbers are good he looks like a great talent he passes the eye test he's you know he's very advanced in his positions you know whether or not he keeps his position we know your man Stanislas, size man. You know he's, he's on the the border there of getting right back into the team. Yeah, and, and probably would he potentially injured. take. Yeah, probably get injured because yeah. that's, that's, that's <laughs> well, we expect nothing less there. We did have a so, yeah. we did have a question from uh, Mister Fish as put uh, time to move away from Wilson, possibly Jimenez. Now that Bournemouth fixtures are getting tough, and I keep I, hearing it. I, I yeah, bought him in for six, and he's now six point eight, so he's got a lot yeah. of money tied up in that. And then I, I mean, like, I've got the same conundrum. I'm, I'm looking at moving Wilson out for Jimenez this week, but yeah. I'm really thinking about. It. He scored for England in the friendly, and he's on a high at the moment, and he's he's got his first England call up, like Billy said, and it's one of the the reasons yeah. why I might keep him because confidence is kind of a big thing in football yeah. and he must be over the moon with his call up at the moment so I'll just be wary about that about before removing him just know that he could hurt you next week as well I mean like him and those he could be good but Huddersfield not looking too shabby at the back mm. maybe I'm kind of thinking about keeping on to uh, keeping hold of Wilson for this week I know they're playing Arsenal but Arsenal are, are shaky at the back and Never mm. quite consistent there. So, yeah, it's a big conundrum for me as well. So, at the moment, Mr. Fisher, yeah. I don't have an answer for you. <laughs> it's, oh, well, look, oh, let me interject there because you're an owner. So, perhaps, you know, um, you could be perceived as a little bit biased. I, I'm a non-owner. And I, I think, if, actually, if I add Wilson, I probably would keep him because of, one, the value that you might potentially lose. What did you buy him for, Iceman? Um, I think I bought him for uh, 6.6, yeah. Okay, so you're not too bad, but I guess if you've bought him for like a 6.2 or 6.3, you might lose 0.2, 0.3, and then find it maybe difficult to bring him back in. Yeah, I think he's providing a lot of value, and I think, like you said, he's just on form at the moment. Bournemouth look good. It's a risk, and I find like it's a, even though they're playing Man City, Liverpool, and Arsenal in the next what, four games, I just still find it like he might get one or two goals there, and that's enough. And then they've got Huddersfield at home in game week 14, sorry, 15. So I don't know. It's yeah. a tough one. That's a really tough one. It's like he's making a, a move for the sake of making a move, isn't it? Because Jimenez, yes, he's got a couple of good fixtures, um, but we have to remember that the Wolves are still new to the whole Premier League. Bournemouth are very much embedded in it now. They play good football. Eddie Howe's very attacking-minded. Wilson's on good form. It kind of feels like it, it just sounds too good to move on, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, I've got some arguments on Jimenez coming up uh, yeah. in the next game. But if we just quickly mention Arsenal, I'm really not looking at anyone from Arsenal at the moment. I know a lot of people okay. are looking at the uh, game week 15 fixtures and onwards, uh, 16 fixtures and onwards. Mm. They do have Spurs and Man United after this game against Bournemouth, and this game is a tough game as well. The only one that I would kind of maybe look at is Bell- Bellerin. 
He is uh, also up there on with attempts on goal in the last four with seven, so he's still joint top there. But yeah, I'm not enamoured with it. I'm always looking for clean sheets, and I can't see any in the next three. So yeah, not not ones for me for Arsenal. Bully? No, I think I'd agree with you two on that. Um, I'm not going to go big on Arsenal after backing them weeks ago and that blowing up in my <laughs> no, face. Yeah. But you were keen to speak about Wolves, weren't you, Iceman? You had some shouts for them. Yeah, I mean, I've got Wolves are looking good as a as a team as a whole, really. And Jimenez is one of these players which I am looking to move in because he, he's returning again. He's he's actually he's averaging four point six seven per game, and for five point eight million, I'd probably take that over the last. Last four home games, looking at the stats table for all strikers, Jimenez is actually third for attempts on goal behind Aguero and Mitrovic with 16. And over the last four, he is fourth behind Aguero, Kane and Morata with 11. So yeah, he's doing really well. Also, Alonso's comes kind of the highest point scorer at the moment, but Doherty seems to match him for everything. Uh, he, he was on for a clean sheet and free bonus in the Arsenal game. Was so close to scoring big. He just seems to be right up there for, for all the stats at the moment. And he is someone, if I haven't got him at the moment, he is definitely the, the first Mendy replacement that I would think about for, for Wolves. Mm. I like that. What are your thoughts on Wolves, Craig? Uh, I can wholeheartedly agree with the Iceman on Doherty would be my first pick for a Mendy replacement uh, if I didn't already own him. Again, you have to just look at the stats, his shots on target. He averaged, He's averaging 0.8, which when you look at how many Mendy was averaging, it was only 0.2 uh, again per game. His attempted assist is very good as well, averaging 1.5 attempted assists a game, Mendy only 1.4. He's got all the hallmarks of a great addition to your team. He's you know, very attacking. So if you don't own him, for me, that's... I would say it's a no-brainer. Save the money and move to a Doherty. If you do, you have to look at alternatives. Uh, Jimenez, I like. Uh, I've moved Jimenez into the side for Ings. Probably a bit premature. Maybe shouldn't have done that move. But I, I, I felt like I just wanted Jimenez for the next couple of fixtures. And then I think in like four fixtures time, he also has a really good fixture as well. I was looking a little bit more long-term, thinking Jimenez is probably the one for me because Wolves are playing better than Southampton. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but as I said... You know, Ings is underperforming, so it could bite me a little bit. But I like those two. I think those two look good. I'm a bit concerned that Johnny's picked up this injury because I don't like to see a team that's that's in form have to change significantly. And I think he's been quite an integral part of their form because he's doing very, very well down that left flank. Yeah, I agree with um, that. He's, he's actually out for six weeks now. Yeah, it's a long time, isn't it? To his knee ligament. Yeah. yeah. So that, that could affect him with, negatively. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I t- totally agree. And uh, just going back to our our Digny and that thing, we've got what we've got vinegar as well. Haven't we? well yeah, yeah vin- vinegar. Room, He's a cheap route, but too risky. Vinegar. I think. Four point three, <laughs> but yeah, too risky. I think it looks too risky. You just don't know because you could bring him in, and then he ends up not wanting to play him there. Let's just say you know he, he moves someone else into that position that we just were not expecting. Then we are in, in trouble uh, having a player that we do not want to own. So. 
Yeah, there's a couple of options there for Wolves. Yeah, and sure. Wolves are, again, I looked at the stats on their Wolves as a team. They're joint third behind Chelsea and City for attempts on goal over the last four of 64. Joint fourth for minutes per chance behind Liverpool, City and Chelsea. So they are doing really well. So yeah, Jimenez, I do think I'm going to bring him in. It's a shame mm. for Wilson because I kind of see him going to score. I just can't see him scoring maybe two against us uh, this week. But I could no. probably see Jimenez maybe getting a goal and assist here for yeah, Wolves right. against Huddersfield. There's a double point haul there, isn't there? Potentially, of course, you know, you never can say definitively, but it does look like it, doesn't it? It looks like there is potential for it. Yeah, yeah. Just a quick note on uh, Doherty. He had a facial injury that kept him out of the Island squad, but uh, I can definitely see him starting this week. Yeah, just one player that I feel I have to give credit to, who I would never appear to be the FPL troll of the season, is uh, Held Acosta for Wolves, playing in this dynamic Wolves attacking side in front of Doherty. He's 4.9 million. He started every game and he hasn't <laughs> contributed anything good, at all. That is, good how shampoo. was he starting in front of trial rate? Unbelievable. Yeah, anyway. true, yeah. Bit of a credit to him. Huddersfield, anyone from them chaps, or can we safely skate past them? Yeah, I think we can skate past them. Skip. Skip. Okay, last one then. Oh, here's one to feast on, chaps. We've got I've got Burnley versus Newcastle for you. Now, Craig, as the guest, I'm going to let you to speak fondly about this fixture first. For me, I would only look at investing perhaps in a Joe Hart or a Salomon Rondon here potentially Yedlin as a replacement for Mendy need the money yeah again he's very attacking he's got some quite good underlying numbers when I had a little look at it he more or less got the assist breath, yeah. he more or less got the assist for the Rondon goal but got no credit for it because Rondon couldn't finish it first time uh, and he <laughs> does rotate well with Everton uh, so Digney rotates well with uh, Digney apparently so you could look at that <laughs> yeah that's, that is good mm. that is good Rondon, though, uh, he, he got the two goals, but I remember when he scored a hat-trick for West Brom and then he didn't score for months after that. So I do love the way, yeah, I do love the way it attacks those crosses, though. That is true top striker finishing. Mm. Yeah. A real Newcastle. Very grateful player. Can we stop talking about Newcastle Burnley now? Yeah, they're rubbish. Right, Iceman, I think it's time for you to take a tinkle. Thank you very much. Well, welcome back, the Iceman, from his uh, regularly, regularly scheduled break. I'm going to slip Icemandia in here, Iceman. Oh, it's more okay. of a comment rather than a question. But Jeremiah Good. Johnson, so we've noticed recently you've been uh, not quite making the full distance in terms of when you take your break. Mm-hmm. Um, Jeremiah's theory is it must be the evolution of an Icemandian for the body to stay warm and easily pump blood throughout. The bladder has to drastically reduce in size. <laughs> Does that theory work for you? Yeah, we'll go with that. Well done, Jeremiah. Excellent. Thank you. More more of those next week from uh, Jeremiah, no doubt. Um, let's do a sum up. So, Brighton versus Leicester. We talk Chilwell, we talk Vardy, and we semi-talk Duncan Duffy, although not to the Iceman's taste. Everton versus Cardiff, Rick Charles's son. <laughs> the Yorkshire Luke Digny. 
and uh, then Patterson was mentioned for Cardiff. <laughs> Fulham versus Saints. Uh, wait and see on Fulham. Ings is still a viable option for the Saints. For Man United, we like Martial. Shaw actually looks a decent option moving forward. And for the first time in one of these sum-ups and to series dislike, Lindelof, no one from Palace particularly, uh, Obi-Wan is still a, a sort of enabler. Watford versus Liverpool, Holobas when he's back might be worth looking at. We, we can't really nail down a regular for Watford. Liverpool, again, pick pick who you fancy. Shakiri could be a good differential. Be aware of Trent with the upcoming potential rotation. West Ham versus City, we talked about Arnie and Anderson. Obviously, with this game being against City, maybe not so much this week, but certainly moving forward. For City, Laporte would be a decent replacement for Mendy. Sterling, Silver and Kunner's attacking options. Spurs versus Chelsea, we talked Kane. For Chelsea, the usual suspects, Alonso and Hazard, but also David Luiz, an option. Bournemouth versus Arsenal, Fraser and Wilson, usual suspects. Uh, we're waiting on Stanislas, or at least the Iceman is. No one from Arsenal really this week other than Bellerin. Wolves versus Huddersfield. We're loving the, the Wolves options, Doherty and Jimenez. Burnley versus Newcastle. We had a token heart, Rondon and Yedlin effort there. Hey, Paul. Yeah? Nice summer. Cheers, mate. Transfers and captains. Craig, who are you bringing in this week and who's your skipper going to be on? I'm actually tempted with the minus eight, boys. <sighs> Really? Minus eight. Yeah. Wow. Billy Big Balls. Well, no, it's, it's I'm interested in this from a man of your pedigree to take yeah. minus eight. That, that's yeah. big. Do tell. I know it turns uh, a few heads when you uh, talk about hits, particularly if you go beyond the minus four. I did it a few game weeks ago. It helped me restructure my squad. Look, I'm kind of playing a bit of catch up at the moment. Uh, I've got the team value, as we alluded to earlier. I don't like the mistakes that I've made, like in Barkley. He's got to go. Um, I could be patient, don't need to play it. But Mendy's obviously propped up with this injury and it's going to give me an opportunity to maybe bring in or restructure my squad. Now, the reason I'm looking at minus eight is because I do want to replace Barkley with a, a, a better, more nailed-on player for the Christmas period. Now, where to look than Richarlison for a non-owner? You know, he's owned by 26%. He's got three home fixtures. I don't own him. Um, he's him playing in. Cardiff this weekend. Get him in. What, for a minus four? <laughs> he could end up with one or two points, and it could kind of bite me a little bit, and I might end up losing four or five points because my replacement or my sub or whoever got one or two, but he could easily get 10 or 12 points. So it seems like the fixtures to do it. Yeah, and I, also, I suppose you've got to play yeah. the game as well because the you know he's top of the captain polls on uh, Fantasy Football Scout, so a lot right. of people will it's be covering captain yourself, him. isn't it? And yeah, he's covering yourself. Sometimes yeah. you do have to do you've that. You've got to do it, and you've got to just you know swallow your pride and go. Look, made a mistake. Yeah. I'm having to make a minus four. I'm then uh, one step behind others potentially, but for the you know he's still only owned by a quarter of the game. So if he does score well, I'm, I'm still going to benefit. To do that, I do need to get rid of Mendy. Um, I need the money. I'm also looking at this as when game week 15 comes around, I see that people will potentially make a minus four to bring Kane in. Now, look, we can't look too far in the future. Kane might look really rubbish over the next couple of game weeks. Guerra might look good. Everything might change. But if Kane scores in the next couple of games and he is playing Arsenal, and <laughs> sorry, boys, but he does love scoring against you. Um, you know, he, he his fixtures are good. People might, because of his money, they might make minus fours in game week 15. I won't need to, because if I am making a minus eight now this week, I will also factor in the money difference for Aguero to Kane. So there's my theory. Or there is my uh, uh, summary on what I'm doing. It's a plan, isn't it? So it's, it's always good to have a plan. Yeah, Nice. I like it. 
Oh, I didn't do captains either. Sorry. I was going to say, yeah. So, uh, Craig, who, who was your skipper? You, you're amazed by my minus eight, which, yeah, which was... is very kind of unconventional, shall we say? But in terms of captain, even though I'm obviously looking at bringing Richarlison, and I'm not even really considering captaining him, to be honest, because I feel like that is probably again one step too far. If I'm bringing him for minus, I don't want to just feel like I have to put all my eggs in one basket. There, I haven't looked beyond Salah. I must admit, I know this is Salah Aguero debate. I'm all on Salah at the moment. I don't really want to get swayed because I've made a couple of gut decisions in the last few game weeks. It's put me in good stead. At the beginning of this season, I was trying to go with the gut and I started going with you know other factors, listening to things within the community and that type of thing. And it kind of just didn't work out. So I'm trying to stick with Salah, I must admit. Yeah, sounds like a reasonable shout, Iceman. Yeah, it has been the uh, Aguero and Salah kind of home and away schedule. It's not been kind to us this week as they are both away. Uh, it is Salah, who I'm on at the moment. Uh, a lot of people looking at Aguero, who's playing West Ham, feeling like Watford can maybe shut out Liverpool more than West Ham can shut out City. But West Ham at home, 0-0 against Chelsea, only 1-0 against Spurs, and then beat United 3-1. They've been playing well there. And it's not necessarily the best option. I'm still on Salah. I, it could switch to, to either one of them. And again, it could switch to Richardson. He's still an option. There's plenty of options here. We had a question from Ron Body Coach. Has put, is this the week to look away from Captain in Salah and Aguero? Look to the likes of Richardson or Marshall. So he's even looking to the likes of Marshall. He could be an option. I took out the, I looked at the, uh, anytime goal scoring odds, which, uh, FPL Connect puts on his uh, metric every week. Aguero's on at uh, 0.6. Richardson's on at 1.1 to score odds on. And Salah's on at 0.83. Yeah, it'll go to the wire for me, but I I kind of feel like I'll go with Salah. Nice. Okay, my transfer, I need to sort Mendy out. I'm also tempted on the minus four. Having said that, I do have Bennett's coming off my bench to go at the back against Huddersfield. So it's the question of who do I put in for Mendy? Now, I might go with one of our cheaper options, like Luke Digny, and then put the money into my midfield. So I'm deciding on that. Captain, I've kind of been swayed towards Richarlison for my chat. I think he could do some serious damage against Cardiff and Everton are looking good. So I'm saying that now. I'll probably bottle it and go Aguero against West Ham. But at the moment, I'm fancying Richarlison. Yeah, good chance. Also, my transfer nice. would be the Wilson to Jimenez. And I did think about the Shaw to Louise transfer, but I feel like I'm, I might just do the okay. Wilson to Jimenez transfer. Okay. Not a Mendy owner, Iceman. No, I'm not. No, I've, I've wow. got lucky. Dodged a bullet there. <laughs> yeah, um, Iceman... Have we got anything on social media this week? I'm we, just bearing in mind time. We do have plenty. Let's try try and whiz through these as quickly as possible. Okay, yeah, so we had uh, one here, Tom Horner. He's in our top ten. So he's going for the big guns at the back. Has obviously been a popular decision this season. Probably down to FOMO in many ways. Not sure what FOMO is. Does Mendy's injury now give us a chance to move away from that and get back to putting together a more balanced squad overall? Which is kind of what you're looking about doing, Bully. So yes, I do agree that maybe going a bit lower price in defence because a lot of people had Alonso... Uh, Robertson and Mendy. That's a lot of money back there and not much in your midfield. I do think the best option is to go cheaper and move your money. Do you guys agree on that? Um, uh, FOMO means fear of, of missing out. Um, yeah, I, I, again, just like you said, I, I, I've been stuck on the 
arm back three for a while and I really want to get some higher priced players. Now, if I downgrade Mendy to one of those cheaper options, I can turn Lacazette into quite a favourable, more expensive third striker or I can upgrade Shakiri quite nicely as well to someone like a David Silva. So, yes, I think um, it's worth spreading the money now. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Just especially as, yeah, although you have that Laporte option at the back, there's more attacking options, I think, than him as we've discussed. Yeah, yeah, I I, I agree with that. I'd probably be looking to take this opportunity and take some money away from Mendy to redistribute and, as I pointed out, plan for maybe a Kane or upgrade a Barkley to Richarlison. Yep, fair. We had, uh, moving on here. So we've got another one from Tom Campbell. He's saying, hi gang. He's got a long, long-term question there. Who from any of the non-top six teams do you think are the most likely to play the most minutes over the festive period who you're also backing to bank points? I like the team selection resilience Wolves give. Yeah, I do think Wolves is, uh, one to go for in terms of value and always going to play. Because they don't seem to change their team at all. What are your thoughts on this, Craig? Yeah, Wolves definitely looks like a standout. If I had to pick one, I'd probably say West Ham will pick things up with their kind fixture run. And I think there'll be a level of consistency there with the selection from Pellegrini. Yeah, Billy? Uh, I'm going to say Bournemouth. They do have Liverpool in the mix, but they also play Huddersfield, uh, Wolves and uh, Brighton. So I think you'll see consistency for Wilson and he's their talisman. Um, I also think Ake you will see play a lot at the back, just as he's been so solid this season. Yeah, and you've got, during this festive period, you've got to be careful of that rotation. Uh, we also had another one here from FPL Boosters, but he's got his wildcard left. Any suggestions when to play it? Fixtures or keep to cover Christmas injury camp? The same kind of from Dave McAuliffe. He's put, uh, this obviously depends on team to team. I have five flagged players, Mendy uh, slash Stevens, definitely out. He has one free transfer. Would you consider wildcarding now or wait till game week 15? If you've got five flagged players, it does depend who they are because one of them might be Marshall and Richardson. But if you've got that Mendy conundrum, I would definitely move him out. You... Like you say, it does depend on the team. And with your wild card, it's all very team-based. Uh, a lot of people were looking at this Game Week 15 and Game Week 16 strategy. I'm not sure if that is going to be the, the best idea now uh, with the informed players uh, still playing well and you know, Arsenal and Spurs not currently playing that well. It's It d- does depend on the team. I would allow... I would just do it when you need to do it for your team and you'll know when that is and make sure you do it before the end of December. Any thoughts on that one, lads? Yeah, I wouldn't wildcard. Not now. No, I agree. I think um, save it just, just maybe towards yeah early December because then you'll have a better idea of what the, mm, what the right. consistent teams are going to be going into that Christmas run. I think, if anything, the fact you've still got it is awesome. Yeah, yeah he's done well there. Okay, uh, right. we're gonna uh, do a uh, quick one here. So at non red din ashraf, that's wrong. Sterling or Salah, Craig. Salah for me. Bully. Yeah, if you got the money, I think Salah. Yeah, I agree with that. Last one here. We're just gonna do FPL sexiest. But does Iceman cheat at games, or is he just freakishly skilled? I thought I'd read that one out because me and him <laughs> play Facebook games and. I've annihilated him at every Facebook game that we've played. But. 
and you are currently ranked 19k, so you are just freakishly good. <laughs> That's all right. All right. Yeah, we'll leave, we'll leave it on that for now. We did miss a few questions, so apologies we, we missed your question, but we've got a lengthy pod here. So lengthy. Before we leave you, let's go through the FPL Surgery Podcast League. So the top 10 this week. In 10th, we've got Smelly Sane with Rory Scott. Adam Gearing moving up again, blood, sweat and gears. Uh, Paul Jones at Sky Player in FPL. Espo's All-Stars, Shane Barrett. No, Shane Borrett, sorry. Me, myself and I, Johnny Brosnan's down to sixth. Murdo's 11, Ian Murden in fifth. Beardsley's Pochies, Ian Cooper in fourth. Michael Taylor, uh, third, trying to give up Fanta still. Second place, Joe Stone with Victor Moses Lawn. And Jack Moore is ahead of the pack by points with Ice Ice Baby, I'm on top. What a name. Strong. Still based on you, Ice Man. Also, I will just give you a little bit of feedback. So we always like to, if you listeners give us feedback, good and bad, we like to respond to it uh, on the podcast. So this week we had a couple of comments on our iTunes where you can also listen to this. One is around the sound issues. Uh, that's from Lemon Dribble Sponge. <laughs> I love that name. Um, really, my bedtime podcast, however, the sound is so inconsistent, it's just far too frustrating. Ooh, that's a, I mean, like, if, if we're getting bad feedback on sound, if <laughs> anyone can actually let me know where it's going wrong, obviously I listen to the podcast back, but at any pointers or whether you feel like the sound is bad, just please let us know. I'll try to do what we can to improve it. Uh, and on, on a personal note, if it's just the sound of what's coming out of my mouth in general, again, happy to work on that and will feedback. Yeah, me too. Um, FPL Perk commented, quality guys, great guests. Last time the guy said it would be 1-0 Spurs and died to score. And it was. I will listen to everyone now. Like Bully and like Iceman, awesome pod, best around for FPL. Thank you. Yeah, nice feedback. <laughs> Lovely. Good to kill out the bad feedback with some good. <laughs> a, a healthy balance, I think, of integrity versus gloating or, or yeah. wallowing in, in success or whatever you call it. Um, Iceman, <laughs> let, let's round this pod off with some nice, sexy thoughts. Yeah, I will play that now. FPL Sexy with Sexy Thoughts. This week's Sexy Thoughts goes out to Mrs. Sexy. Goes out to the wifey and the two kids and the two dogs. Family. They can annoy you sometimes, but they're generally great. Give them a hug. You know, you never know when they're not going to be there. Give them a hug. Tell them you love them and give them a kiss. You. You. Love it. Nice that. Love all that. <laughs> that, that is a man with great values and uh, and he's going to mm. apply that to the FPL community I'm sure if you uh, if you like hearing from Brett there's more of him in the uh, the surgery Slack channel little little plug there as well oh, nice plug yeah little, that, that might actually be good to have on our find extra time podcast as well which I'm just going to very quickly uh, plug so the first episode of finding extra time me and the Iceman did have had it as over 100 sorry wow um, it's getting late. The first episode of Finding Extra Time has had over 600 listens. The one that dropped last week um, with the L community member Aaron has had over 150 listens so far. So thank you everyone who's supporting that podcast. Iceman, where can people find us on Twitter for Finding Extra Time? Finding Extra Time is at Find Extra Time. There we go. So if you want to take a slightly different tact on your drive to work on a different topic that affects all of us, tune in and hear men chatting about mental health. 
But that brings us to the end of another FPL surgery podcast. I want to thank the very patient, committed and uh, and really insightful, knowledgeable Craig for joining us. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Always a pleasure. Craig, most of our listeners will probably know about you already, but if they didn't, how can people follow what you do and, and contact you for, for questions and all sorts? Yeah, follow me at FPL Editor, and you can always feel free to tweet me and I'll try and respond to as many as possible. Excellent. Yeah, it's been great having you on board. No doubt we'll have you on again. Um, Iceman, it's that time again. Yes. My question to you, what wisdom do you have for our, our loyal listeners? There's, there's never any wisdom from me. Right. Okay. Uh, well, with all that said, uh, thanks for, for listening. Good luck in your game weeks. We look forward to speaking to you again. Good luck in your game weeks. Up the pod. Up the pod. Up the pod. jumped on that yeah it just seems to be right up there do have plenty let's try try and whiz through these as quickly as possible Uh, excuse me (laughs) oh wow (laughs) (laughs) well there's an outtake there's a nice outtake that's right (laughs) 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 try (laughs) can't help it I don't know where it came from right okay Idiots.